Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Secret Origins of Mint Condition. I am one of your hosts today, James, and it's time to feel the magic and hear the roar because the Thundercats are loose. And today we're talking about all things Thundera. We're talking about Third Earth's most famous residents, the Thundercats. And to join me to do that, I've assembled another expert pop cultured panel. So uh, first up is our resident pop culture professor, returning friend of the show, Professor Jack Adrian is with us. Hello, thank you. And also joining us today, he is the co-host of the Star Trek edition of the show and a pop culture expert on all things, I think. Um, John Whittemore is here. Apparently the spirits of evil have dined to bring me to you today. <laughs> and also joining us, making his second appearance on the show, his, uh, he's a pop culture expert in general, with his main expertise being in the realm of Cybertron. Uh, Keith Bethon is back with us. James, ho! Ho! And joining us for the first time, making his premiere appearance on the podcast, a person I could not do this episode without, a person who bleeds pure thundranium. <laughs> is, is joining us kevin lafari is on the show hello and hello <laughs> very nice i like all the hoes we'll have to say that also for the end. we'll have to say that for the end of the show too when we oh yes definitely show. definitely we're, we got so much to go into we were doing we were already diving into it before the podcast started so i was like we got to get the mics going right away i don't want to lose any of it um, yeah but Kevin, since you are the first time on the show, I'm going to turn to you first. Given the fact that the 80s gave us so many uh, cartoons to choose from to be popular franchises that still live on today, this day, why is Thundercats your favorite? It influenced me in two ways. First, it uh, enhanced my sense of and love of the weird, because uh, everything's weird on Thundera and uh, <laughs> Third Earth. Not that I was like a feral child, but... Code of Thundera gave me uh, my foundational morals. So it was very hugely influential. Wow. And just to, uh, to for the audience, can you recite the Code of Thundera? Oh, uh, justice, truth, honor, and loyalty. Very nice. Very nicely done. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so let's jump around a little bit also. So Jack, being the senior member of our crew, the Jaga of our crew, uh, what were your thoughts about uh, Thundercats? Oh, thank you, James. No, I, I think Kevin gave a, an excellent introduction. Um, you know, in many ways, I think uh, coming off of uh, G.I. Joe and, and Transformers, Thundercats was this kind of whole new idea, uh, the anthropomorphization of, of hero and animal. Um, we can talk about where that would go later on, but um, it, was, it was exciting. But, you know, I also agree with Kevin. None of it made any sense. Um, <laughs> a part of you that didn't care, but there's a part of you that almost wanted to grab onto a little world building, a little continuity, um, something that made you say, okay, I kind of get what's going on. Um, they would give you nothing. Um, <laughs> but uh, nice visuals. Uh, and let's just, the theme song, just, I mean, the theme song, I'll just leave it there. It is the best. Yes, it is, it is a standout theme song from all of the other cartoons at the time. It was one of the standout theme songs. Uh, John, let's go to you. What are your thoughts about Thundercats? It was just, it was part of that whole, uh, uh, you know, series of 80s cartoons that I was obsessed with as a kid. I mean, it, it, it had, I don't know why particular memories come out at me, but it had, it, it got to me because I was watching it one afternoon, I guess, and it must have been right in the middle of December because it was super dark at like 4.30 p.m., completely dark outside, and those end credits the beginning credits are great, but the end credits between the between that like spooky like I think there's like a spooky like tree and the lightning, and the music which is so eighties, 
it, it had me like terrified, but completely enraptured. And I became obsessed with Mumra uh, from that point onwards, because I wanted to, I, as for some reason as a little kid, I wanted to understand what his deal was and how he transformed and what the point was. Uh, and never got any real answers, uh, by the way, <laughs> I remember. Um, but that was, that was uh, like one of those major things. I was like, yep. 80s cartoons, all of them, and this had to be added into the repertoire. And then, of course, got all the toys. So, yeah, I will. Uh, we will have to dive into this because I want to get Keith's, Keith's, thought, Keith's thoughts first. But like, um, Mumra is technically the—is he like an original Egyptian god from Egypt that's been around on, for three generations of Earth? These are these are all things I guess we can dive into. But um, Keith, being the fact that your Transformers was number one for you and Thundercats is sort of a rival 80s cartoon, how much did you dive into it back when it was on? Um, I, I dabbled. Um, obviously, you know, Silverhawks was so much better than Thundercat. No, I'm just oh, kidding. Fighting, <laughs> fighting, fighting. It's like saying GoBots is better than Transformers. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought I watched a bunch of it, uh, just catching it on TV. But after rewatching it, I realized, um, I think I only really saw the first season, which of which there's a lot, but, um, I don't like, I never remember seeing like the Lunatics and all that. So, um, it was, it was good. And the, there are a couple of things that struck me even as a kid, like the music was just awesome. Like people had their own little personal theme songs that would pop on when they, you know, were shown on the screen, even vehicles sometimes got their own little theme song. So like, that was cool. Cause they didn't do stuff like that on transformers. And the other thing was, um, Chitara was a hottie like uh, transformers. You, you know, they gave you one female Autobot maybe sometimes, <laughs> but Chitara was there all the time. And like, that was nice. So. Yeah, the um, the th- the theme music is very good. I didn't realize. I mean, I'm sure Kevin, you you were familiar with this, but the, the theme music is like I was like when I was rewatching all the episodes for this podcast, I found like the s- complete soundtrack on YouTube. I was like, wow, every theme is like a two or three minute theme that somebody wrote out and yeah. composed and was for specific moments for specific characters. I mean, they did recycle it over and over again, but it was all the individual music is really good. Yeah, it's actually written. I don't know of any other cartoons of the era that did that. So I think it stands out quite a bit there. And also the music was actually well composed. So Yeah. Yeah, it was well done. So Jack, I'm going to get back to what you brought up when you were first talking about it for all of us to weigh into. And it's the thing also that kind of drew me to doing this podcast at some point is your problem with uh, what is actually or where are the Thundercats, I believe, is, is what your, your, think, your problem is. Like you don't understand where they are, what's going on. Um, maybe you can elaborate more and then everyone, all, everyone else can weigh in on a little bit. Well, so Thundercats is kind of one of, when it came out, um, you started and fundamentally only the first five minutes of that pilot episode make any sense. It's cohesive, you get it. Uh, <laughs> they are refugees. Uh, they are leaving this planet, Thundera. Bad things happened. You know, mistakes were made. Uh, and, and so here you have, you know, a last ragtag group of Thunderans uh, on their way uh, and into the, the darkness that is space. And... Once Jaga kind of finds and he plots his way and he has to sacrifice himself, go Jaga. We can get into his crimes later. Um, yes. But oh, once Jaga kind of sets the, you know, the, the autopilot and, and you land on third earth, air quotes, um, nothing after that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> it is fundamentally just completely crazy. Uh, it's a fever dream. Yeah. It, oh, oh, absolutely. It's a fever dream on meth, um, you know, <laughs> while you are kind of, you know, just doing like a mainlining or you're doing like this, 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 uh, just the side of fentanyl and, and somehow or other this all kind of comes together and it's just like, whoa, the universe is revealed to you. You've got, I'm just going to just run a few things off. Third Earth, 
the rest of the Thundercats, uh, though maybe you noticed it or not, uh, they were totally nude and now they have clothes. Um, <laughs> Lino has aged, although Wily Kit and Wily Cat, who were roughly approximately the same age, remain the same age. Uh, and, and so uh, that's going on. Uh, you are formally introduced into the power and the uh, impact of the Eye of Thundera. And then Mumra. Okay, Mumra. Uh, and, <laughs> and then you've got the mutants. Uh, you know, again, they were being chased. One could argue echoes of Battlestar Galactica, the Cylons. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. None of it is cohesively internally consistent. It's just kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, why not? I think going back to, to Kevin's point, uh, I mean, Keith's point is then you get to season two. And I mean, they go even further off the rails. And so it... It almost relished in the fact that, you know what? We are never going to give you a moment of peace. We're never going to give you a sense of consistent world building. We're never going to do anything that makes sense. Because, you know what, man? That's not what this is about. But, I mean, uh, and, and Kevin, you were speaking about this before we went uh, live with the mics. Like, there is some continuity within the show. An amazing amount for an 80s cartoon. Um, there's, like, they reference other things that happen in different episodes, even different seasons. They bring back some minor characters randomly, whether that's cost cutting or not. I don't know, but it was nice seeing continuity, even if it's all bizarre. I mean, it's no more bizarre, I think, than some of the fever dreams and Transformers of the movie, to be perfectly that's honest. True. I mean, we talked about that in great length on that episode about how a lot of that movie seems like it's a uh, drug induced state of its time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just certainly. That was one movie, and this was um, how many episodes is it in total? It's what a hundred and um, one hundred and thirty. One hundred and thirty episodes in total. Yeah. Fever Dream. So yeah, but I do like I, I do appreciate the continuity though. That does that like it surprised me rewatching it that there was continuity because thinking back at the time, it seemed it seemed in my head like Masters of the Universe. I don't remember having any continuity. That's unfair. I, I've not rewatched Masters of the Universe, or it could be, but I think of everything in the eighties like it was an episode at a time, not like the continuity we get today with shows and movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I was also surprised by how, so I did a whole rewatch. I didn't remember that there was so much continuity. And again, like with Masters of the Universe, I haven't seen it since it was on. So uh, I, but I also perceive that as being very, very just in, a, in its own box for every episode. But I liked about this is that while there is no like character growth, <laughs> um, there was some continuity and then also like a little character growth with uh, Lino when he's first there, mm -hmm. he's a little bit of an incompetent leader. And by the end, he is giving commands and actually competent, which is kind of a nice story arc for him. Though how he got to be an adult uh, from the sleeping pod, I still don't know. Jaga just says one thing of, oh, aging does occur, but... No, it doesn't. <laughs> it didn't do it for anyone else. So no, I mean his pod wasn't damaged or anything, right? Because I, I, I did re, I did rewatch most of the first season and we're getting ready for this episode, but they don't. I don't think they drop a line like his pod was damaged and Wiley Kids and Wiley Cats was not. I think he just aged for some reason, right? He just so uh, I was looking into this, and the only thing I can find is that yes, he just aged. It's never really explained away, but in one of the comics from the two thousands they say that his pod was was damaged, which makes sense. It's kind of a retcon, but yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking about, because I, I did remember reading some of the Thundercat comics at the time, which I think was one of the longer-running comics of cartoons at the time. I think Thundercat comics went on for a longer, long, long time, longer than some of the other stuff that they put out. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. Well, John, let's go back to something you brought up in your original thoughts, uh, Mumra. So 
what do you think about Mumra, John? Because I know you said you like you had no idea, but what were your thoughts, or what are your thoughts about Mumra? So I, I I was I was trying to rethink about why, uh, you know what what in the show stuck out to me the most, and I think honestly being like whatever seven eight nine years old uh, at, at the time. You know how with those toys, you didn't necessarily know how you got them. Your parents just bought you one of them because your parents had no idea what each one meant. They just <laughs> saw one and got it for you. Yeah, I had a Sectars tar like that. Still don't know what that is, but... Sectars was awesome. That's a whole other show. They, they didn't watch the show. They didn't know which one even was necessary. They made me the new your favorite, but beyond that, you know. So they, they had gotten me the Mumra toy. I don't remember having more than maybe one or two of the other Thundercats. And I don't think I had Lionel. But I had Mumra, so and that that was a that was an intense toy. This is in his ever living form, you know, his like, you know, dark ultimate toy. warrior from the WWF, badass mummy with a mini skirt. That's I mean, <laughs> I literally thought that as a kid. I'm like, he's sort of wearing a skirt, but he takes off his glasses. It's um, a kill. So from- <laughs> I felt kind of bad for him. I was like, he just tries every time, and all he wants is to not be that like decrepit one. He wants to be. The cool one, but he keeps getting sent back. So that was that. That was sort of the, uh, the the crazy beginning of what I remember of all this. But I remember there being, I remember there being continuity. I remember there being this like big sci-fi epic aspect to it because it was different planets, uh, their vehicles. And then I remember playing with. I didn't have it, but their their car, their tank, the Thunder uh, Tank, the Thunder Tank that Panthro would, would would drive. And then of course. <laughs> you know, it was the base and everything else. But I, 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 my association with Thundercats was the show, but really wanting all of the toys. It was the same deal with Voltron. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine what our parents went through at that point, looking at the cost of these toys, especially in 80s dollars, and be like, dear Lord, they want all of them, don't they? And there we were as kids, like, yep, I want this one, this one, this one, and the, this one, because I have the whole base. Then I got to have the whole crew, but didn't get it. Genius, absolute genius marketing, absolute genius appealing to our little developing brains and getting us to want to buy every single toy conceivable. But they were also cool toys. The, the, the more I, I, I watched it as I got a little older, it was, as it was in reruns and syndication, um, I started seeing some other themes in it too, where I was like, are the writers, like, are they, are they going for some weird, like, other tendencies here? You know, it, it, like, I, I don't know what they were trying, like, were there supposed to be, like, random romances between the characters that would come and go? There was, like, nudges here and there. It, 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 it seemed like they were... It seemed like from, from hindsight, they were like one large polycule and there was going to be drama in the background because they, they seemed to be a little bit like bitchy towards each other in random different episodes, but different characters going in different directions. And I was like, wait, what, why, what, why are Katara and Tiger not happy with each other today? And I, for some reason, those thoughts stuck with me. Like they seem to be mad at each other today. Nope, they're fine today. Everything is good. Yeah, depending on the episode, there was a different dynamics between the characters. I, I think, I feel like, I don't know if I really... I mean, I guess all the characters have a good characterization, right? They have a baseline of who they are. They're- yeah, like, uh, you know, Tiger's an architect. He's science-minded, a little shy. Panthro. Yeah, they all have their own distinct personalities. Right. I think they're fairly consistent. But I could tell from rewatching the first season, like, there are some times where the characters aren't seem like they're out of character for whatever reason. They're probably possessed. They did a lot of possessing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many possessing. Yes. So many possessions. But, Keith, same thing that with you, I... I only remember the storylines in the first season, and I don't yeah. know what happened. Did it not air where where we were? Like, did, did, had I, you know, because I, I would have continued watching it because I was definitely watching 
afternoon cartoons. Well, it went uh, on for four years, so like. I think we might have aged out a little bit too. Maybe, maybe. I I saw all of it in its first run. I, I remember them going back to Thundera and getting really weird. And there's a gyroscope that makes gravity. Sure, let's ignore science. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So, just so I'm clear, that's that's where you got off the bus, okay? The gyroscope that generates gravity. No, no, it wasn't that. It was them breathing in space. Even as a kid, I was like, I don't know about this. So, and then Silverhawks, they... Silverhawks made it okay. So I think okay. once, once you got true. the Silverhawks, and then they figured no one was complaining. You know, uh, Bill <laughs> Nye was not actually up in arms. They said, right. you know what? Hey, let's just go across all our properties. <laughs> I got I to gotta throw some shade at Kevin also, because if you made it to season two, one of the lunatics, his weapon is like a gravity gun, basically. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. So uh, what's the story there? You're all right with that, but not okay with the uh, thunder gyroscope or whatever the stupid name they called it. Uh, I think it was just the great gyroscope. I don't even know if there was a name. Tugbug's gravity carbine was cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's if it's cool, it's okay. Uh, you know what? I accept that explanation. Can we get back to Mumra for a second? <laughs> yes. Can I also say that, that that should be the rule for '80s cartoons? If it's cool, it's okay because otherwise, uh, yeah, that's, that makes none, sense. None of that this holds sense. together otherwise. Um, but yeah. yes, please, please let's get back to Mumra. I, I have other thoughts too about him. So one thing I appreciated and do, still do appreciate about him is that he knows he's evil, like Megatron and other people, other villains. You know, a lot of villains think they're in the right, but he literally prays to the ancient spirits <laughs> of evil. He seeks out things that make him more evil, however you would quantify that. And I, I like the uh, simplicity and just the terribleness of that. Devoted dog owner, though. Uh, he got okay. so much more sympathetic when he got Mama. Yep. I was like, oh, he's just a nice old man. Yep. <laughs> and if you think from his point of view, he had this whole planet under his rule. He slept a lot, great life, and then these freaking Thundercats show up and ruin his slumber. I, I kind of see why he's up, upset at them being there. I love how we refer to them as like the felines. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder, like, did the writer have an issue with cat? Like, like, did one writer not like cats and the other one really did? And this is how they formed Thundercats. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, I think your take on it is is pretty spot on. I mean, it is. Here it is, you know, your retirement plan, uh, you're <laughs> fine, you're comfortable, and, and then these upstart kids are on your lawn. Um, right. and, and, and pretty noisy, cantankerous going out there, doing good, whatever that is. I mean, right. come on, why, why should you stand for that? Do, do we think Mummer would care so much if it wasn't for the fact he was inundated and bothered by the three mutants all the time? Because I feel like if there was no mutants, the Thundercats really probably wouldn't have bothered Mummer as much as they do. Because he um, has to like keep listening to them complain about the mummies and they keep wanting to destroy them. And so he seems like, yep, I'm going to destroy them too. But if they weren't around, I think like he would get more peace than he had. I, I think so. But uh, I think in one of the episodes, what was the line? It was something about the Thundercats romp and play unmolested on my planet. <laughs> oh no. And, and I think that just emphasizes the, his whole perspective on that. Oh, Just, what word, what word choice? He yeah. Really oh, point. yeah. Imagine if Jaga had decided clothes were not necessary on her dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's what confused me with the clothes is that, so they didn't initially have any, but no. in the later seasons, they show other refugees. They show some peasants or commoners, uh, even Bengali and Linkso and Pumaira 
they they're all wearing clothes. So is it just the nobility that's naked? I, I I've always wondered that. No, Kevin, you're gonna. I think you're the only one who's probably seen the entire show. I mean, I saw it in its originally in its original form back in the '80s, and then in the last week and a half, I did a very intensive rewatch. So. Okay, so you, unless anyone else here can speak speaks otherwise, um, can, where do the other Thundercats come from? Because I, I preferably honest, I I don't know if I've ever seen that season. I'm like Keith, I. I loved it growing up. I probably saw only the first season, and I, I didn't have time to watch the second season. Well, oh, I, I crammed I cram the hell out of it for this also. Okay, so what, where do the other Thundercats come from? Anyone, feel free to chime in, but I'll start with you, uh, Kevin. As far as I remember, because uh, I watched so much so quickly, um, <laughs> they were in an escape pod that landed in an island yeah. uh, on Third Earth. So they were there the whole time, just like no one knew about it. With like two Robert burbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's very like um, Superman and Supergirl type of thing. They landed well, in the whole, <laughs> the whole planet blowing up, them being refugees on Earth, them needing Thundrillium and being weakened by Thundranium is very Superman esque in general. I, I, I always wondered if they like cribbed that origin from from Superman. I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's got a little bit of everything in there. I That's mean, true. It's, That's it's, true. It's, you know, I think we've we've touched on some Battlestar Galactica. Um, oh, Mandora, yeah. Evil Chaser. There's a exactly, whole exactly, exactly. Um, some Superman, because again, we're gonna name uh, the 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 elements uh, after after the planet uh, itself. It's it's like us having something called I don't know, uh, uh, like t- Terranium. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you know, in some far future, you know, those those humans are negatively affected by Terranium, you know, <laughs> the radioactive ore from their home planet, which was destroyed. You know, did so, did. Didn't Battlescar Galactica 84 have the same cycles that Mandora did? Do you, Am I remembering that? I think you may be right. Isn't that? Yeah. yeah. So they, they really just like, oh, what's on TV? All right, let's do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a universal archetype, Kevin. There's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> As the great JMS would say. Yeah. Long may he live. Yeah. <laughs> archetype was that they were all on the same drugs in the 80s they all came up, yeah they all came crazy fever dreams yeah is it the same drugs that tiger was on uh in the oh yes the the anti-drug plant, episode the plant woman where she's oh, yeah, right, the plant woman yes silky the sexy alien <laughs> plant lady who's actually mumra because 90 percent of everyone on thund on uh, third earth is mumra actually yep well i mean so it's his I, planet I, it's his planet I, well, and, true. Then, and then, you know, I'd actually watched a YouTube uh, video essay and they discussed this, you know, and, and you know, to Kevin's point, Mumra is the only actual oh. Earthling. He's the only yeah. one from the planet. I mean, so if you want to look at it, he has the right to be whoever he wants because he is the last. Uh, everybody else is an interloper. Wait, are Thundarians colonizers is is that what i'm getting from this there, there are many themes i wasn't going to go there we have i mean <laughs> there, there it's, uh, you know again with the one could argue the fact that you know from their home planet they were in their native states of undress and and then they they come over with their strange ways and and they adopt clothes i mean oh, were they noble savages then well it, it, there's a lot you know and they they're trying to 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 domesticate uh, or you know the the robot yeah. bills uh, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on here some of it overt some of it very subtle but I think I think it all comes from the same place. That's the nobility, aren't they? The nobility of the planet that they, yeah, are? they are, because yes. the yeah. the new Thundercats who are showed up in this later seasons, they were made honorary Thundercats, 
because they weren't actually the nobility. So they also made a they made an interesting comment too. Actually, when um, Pumira, Linkso, and Bengali are invited to Cat's uh, Lair, they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, we can go into Cat's Lair because they were expecting that Cat's Lair is for the nobility, as it was right. on Thundera." And the Alina was like, "No, everyone is welcome. It's fine." So I was like, "Oh, they threw in that little." A little yeah. bit of spicy sauce to give you the inside view into well, like, what it was the like. Whole, there. The whole form of government is like really suspect and uh, I guess medieval feudal. Yeah. They, they in one of the later episodes, they admitted that on uh, Old Thundera, they had indentured servitude. That's not cool. Like, Jaga's running around while there's people who are indentured servitude on his planet. That's really bad. I'm surprised they never took the brute men and like did that with them because they probably would have been happy to be indentured servants. Uh, well, the, or, the or we mutants, snark, the mutants tried to enslave everyone as well. True. There's a whole other discussion we can have there. I mean, so above yeah. and beyond, uh, you know, indentured servants, you also have an, uh, you know uh, a subordinate class, you know, a, a yes. separate genetic offshoot uh, that can only serve uh, the 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 dominant class. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot. There is a lot. Uh, the snarfs. I, when I was a kid, I always thought the Snarf was kind of like an Orko character, kind of funny, a little useless. Not but rewatching it, he saves the day so many different times. Yeah, he, he's literally the Wesley Crusher before Wesley Crusher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he becomes Snarfra, which Damn is right. amazing. The Ever Living and defeats Mumra. Yeah, he just throws Mumra around like like a rag doll. It's Smacks amazing. Smacks him with his tail. And he was originally employed as a nanny for Lionel. <laughs> that's like real. That's like some like job elevation right there. Uh, can I just say that we're 26 minutes into the podcast and we've sympathized more with Mumra and, <laughs> and, and, and basically torn down the heroic aspects of the Thundercats? Well, you've assembled say, quite a group, James, quite we, a group. We didn't destroy the Thundercats as much as Jaga did. And it right. crimes. Let's, Let's get, get into that, Jack. Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna put this out there. Jaga has got the best theme ever. I mean, there are some times when I'm feeling pensive, and I say, you know what, I'll just call up the Jaga theme. So you inspirational. Know what? I, I am, I am in the zone. Okay. Oh, I'm that's just putting that, that out there. That's it, so it much better good. than I. For a while, I had this tune in my head, and I'd like whistle it and walk around. Is it Snarf's theme? For years, and it was Snarf's theme. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Am I a Snarf? That's well, that's, that's they're unfortunate. In, they're incorruptible, so I'm going to go that's with true. no, since I know you well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did make a point that they're completely unable to be evil. You are not a hobbit, sir. <laughs> no, no, I'm a Boromir. We we all know that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Boromir. Oh, I remember that. Yes, Jack, you remember? Wow, and wow, those are the days. Oh, man, if I were Boromir, I would kill myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I got Boromir in that online quiz. <laughs> but the thing is, I was rewatching one of the episodes where Vulture Man, who is my favorite mutant because he's a scientist, he made a super like power serum, and at the end of this episode, oh, yeah. they get rid of it. And my Boromir ass is like, they should have freaking kept that. Like, if I was a Thundercat, <laughs> if I was Lionel, I would have kept that around and beaten everyone, like, around. So. Don't they just randomly sprinkle it outside Castle too? I think they dump it on the ground or something, yeah. Why would you, why would you do? Also, he uh, designs every device with a self-destruct in it. Like, what kind of psychopath is he? Oh, I love him for that. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to get uh, too off-tangent, because we've unpacked a lot of boxes here. So I just want to, like, open some of them a little bit. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jack, why don't you finish telling us uh, defending Jaga? You were going to start finish. defending. Oh yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you start? <laughs> yes. Right. There you go. Okay. So. So, I mean, I, I think I think part of what we've discussed is uh, some character development, which was scant and, and not very forthcoming. And, and so, like, as, you know, we indicated, uh, it, the show starts off with them leaving Thundera, and so Jag obviously sacrifices himself in that first episode. Uh, and But then, you know, as Kevin pointed out, comes back as a, as a spirit ghost periodically. The backstory, when it's revealed, is much more complicated and <laughs> not necessarily as uh, avuncular uh, of, a, of a character as one would think. Um, I mean, he, uh, there's no easy way to say it. He is responsible for the destruction of the planet. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, it, it's it's, it's out on there. him. It, it is out there. It is out there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I will just say, um, in many ways, he spent the rest of his life trying to make up for it. Um, Do you think that's why he sacrificed himself? He's like, man, I blew up this planet. I, uh, <laughs> I got to do something to make up one for that. the team. Yeah, I'd say it's unrelated. Um, yeah, they never so. acknowledge his guilt in that. Like, you think Mummer, like uh, Mummer, would have been like, nice going there or something. <laughs> Mummer would have Mummer is not that much of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> Mummer would have said, hey, listen, you know what? We, we've all been there, dude. We've all been. There. <laughs> um, yeah. So, How do you feel about a partnership? Yeah, well, exactly. It's never too late, even from the afterlife. Um, so I, I think the idea of Jaga is, is what's so endearing. You know, I mean, let's just be honest. He, he's an I mean, old he white man is, telling you what to do all the time. Well, it, well I, was, I was just about to say, I mean, you literally take Obi-Wan Kenobi and yes. you, you slap some cat ears on him <laughs> and then you are good to go. I think he's a little more useful than Obi-Wan. Well, because Obi-Wan is, again, he's obviously he's the mentor, but Obi-Wan also had a little bit of the trickster in him because he wanted Luke to figure it out, yada, 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 blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, Jaga, <laughs> Jaga was all about, no, you know what? Um, you are the, 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 the leader of the Thundercats. You, you are meant for great things. You have, you have, and again, this kind of goes back into to monarchies. You know, this is your birthright. Yeah. Um, and again, a lot to unpack there. You know, not 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 a pluralistic democracy, but it it one could almost look from another vantage point. Jaga was uh, essentially not only responsible for the destruction of Thundera, but also trying to. Uh, it was almost a symbol of all of the things that was wrong with Thundera to begin with. Wow! Uh, and if you read, no, I mean, if, so if the show if, if the show were made today, and yes, I'm not talking about the 2011 remake, we can which they did dive into that a little bit actually. Well, ex exactly my point, but I mean, I don't think they they dove into it enough. I mean, you really want to demonstrate that, that there should have been greater tension uh, between Jaga and, and, and Lionel and really trying to have him come into his own. And, and, and that, I mean, the eighties, I mean, we weren't there as a people, yeah. um, but that's where yeah. you go. Can we, uh, can we, can we acknowledge the fact that like Jaga buries the sword of Plundar inside of Thundera and then it, it's going to be fine. And then yeah. it slowly works its way out, which causes the blowing up of the planet. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoops. And that's not even the most powerful sword in the show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. The, well, the Sword of Omens, basically, I think one writer said it in one of the things I was watching YouTube, basically did whatever they needed. In an episode, do. it leaves the room and Pant and someone's like, oh, a line holding called the Sword of Omens. And Panther is basically like, well, the sword doesn't seem to care. I counted... Uh, 31 separate uses in my rewatch of it. I have a list. I have notes. I am sure that, yeah, yeah, I have, I have, yeah, 31 here, but I'm sure I missed <laughs> many. But that's like 31 
different uses out of 130 episodes. So there yep. every like four episodes are coming up with new new things. Is the probably the most powerful weapon in all of well, maybe not all of pop culture, but all of cartoons, right? Yeah. It's like uh, yes, it, it could do more than more than the Matrix. Oh, movie, yeah. right? <laughs> absolutely. So that's the thing. It it, it is the more, most. I think it's more powerful than the uh, what's He Man's sword. Is that just the Master Sword? Yeah, but that's definitely more powerful. It, wasn't, I mean, it doesn't even do anything, does it? It just it really it, well, it can channel He Man. It channels the power okay. of Grey Skull to turn him into He Man. And then He-Man can use that to turn, basically, he basically turns things into more Jack versions. <laughs> <That's of right. laughs> it's, it's Royd. It's a Royd rate. Ah, uh, the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, for the show, I liked all the different, so I think the show started my love of like swords and medieval arms and stuff like that. And I liked that they had so many different ones. Yeah, like Hachiman. Hachiman's Thundercutter, they had Excalibur, the Sword of Plundar, the Rat's Eyes, um, and then some other stuff. And there seems to be a hierarchy there. So in the Excalibur episode, Excalibur wins versus the Sword of Omens, Mm -hmm. which is really weird on a show about the Thundercats. (laughs) It freaking impales it and it's dead. (laughs) I remember that. Well, the Sword of Omens has a disadvantage, though, because it can't fight anything that's good, basically, right? Correct. But it was putting up a little bit of a fight. I like that sentient swords just go yeah. in the air and fight for themselves. <laughs> it's a really like effort saving thing that they just do for you. And like there's an episode with it's the Sword of Omens versus the uh, Thundercutter, which is Hachi Bands. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to fight. Yep, and it's like both, it's both good, of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing the swords are smarter than their users, which is yeah. like I guess a good technology to have in your sword. Can I just say, like, I was like, when I'm watching the Hachi Man episode, I'm like, I don't know if this no, is you can't do that anymore. You can't do the the snowman <laughs> stuff either because his oh yeah, his oh thank really you, bad yes, also. thank you, yes, the snowman. I was like, this is definitely to be not okay fair. Now. Uh, they only had like six voice actors for what like, is up with that dude? Hire more people. They did finally in the se- like the <laughs> later seasons. They added one more girl. Every time cast. Monkey and speaks, I'm like, okay, Tiger, whatever. Shut up, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think for the first 60 episodes, every female voice yeah, was, was her. Lynn Lipton, yep. uh, Chitara's voice doing it. Like, it's really obvious, too. Like, Mandora is just slowed down Chitara. She did and a pretty like, good wow. job with Wiley Kit, though. She did. I heard that's her natural speaking voice, but she did a great job, so. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I... Those things, pointing them out, and they would not do that no, today. No. They couldn't. They wouldn't. They would be able to, and they wouldn't well, do that today. But and I think it's great that they had like Hachi Man. That was the first time I ever heard of like Bushido mm-hmm. or the code of that, or even Saw Samurai's. I was like, what, six, maybe seven. You got, you got to give the Thundercats some credit for like the, oh. the, the the what their code was, yeah, and what they kept on promoting to kids, even though they're trying to be like ruthlessly capitalistic and get you to buy billions of dollars worth of toys they're also like here are the thundercats and their credo and it was very very like clear morality play and so you you knew who the good guys were supposed to be and you knew what their ideals were so there wasn't any you know any question about that well i guess that's why they never have like lionel just straight up behead or stab or no the sword's rarely used as a sword (laughs) yeah it just shoots lasers most of the time yeah. yeah, or or signals for the rest of the team to yep. uh, yeah to, to kind signals of come and make a giant sword or something. Yeah, which also works to restore any malady that has ever occurred to a Thundercat. Frozen, no problem. Turned really yeah. small, turned really big. You Into know, a rock, mind no control. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. 
It also flies him into interstellar space. It, yeah. it makes it rain, literally. It unfreezes <laughs> and crops. It creates I didn't a... see the strip club Thundercats episode. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what number was <laughs> it, it, it? It's a translator for hieroglyphics. It's... <laughs> Uh, it, it uses a pole vault, which is like petty and minor, but my yes, favorite little one. That's in my notes. A, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It pushes a switch on the train. Uh, that uh, Yes. The the bash button. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. It's, it's really funny. It's, insane. it's, it's the most powerful thing besides Excalibur, but, um, and it's used for these little tiny stupid things. I love it. And it can survive being almost thrown into a black yes. hole and being yeah. retrieved. And it was broken. I think. Yes. I counted four times. The first time... Was the it fire was... guy, the, the creature had to reforge it. Which right. Which to be evil. And, but, I mean, yeah. I, but so, I mean, I, I think Thundercats figured out something very early on that has been kind of replicated in, in uh, various other media later on. The reforging... And you know, I'm going to, you know, maybe Tolkien was, you know, the first one to figure this out. The reforging <laughs> of a blade is as dramatic as the blade itself. Um, and, and, and so you, you, you just absolutely need to have it happen. Otherwise, you're, you're just shortchanging your audience. Yeah, and the first two times it broke, I thought were like like good storytelling elements. I think Epic. he was getting yeah. Tigra, and the sword's like, nope, and broke. Yeah. Uh, and then the next time is the greatest introduction of one of the Lunatacs. Where that was Tugmog, Tug right? That was takes it jarring. And just snaps it. It's like, like a twig. We're in a new paradigm of villainry here. It's it's amazing. But yes, then the reforging. Uh, well, one, I think that's the only thing Bengali ever did in any episode. He's a blacksmith, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> kind of useless. I think he had like 10 lines ever. I don't know. He's this uh, underserved character. Yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, he was designed so that you could use a repainted tiger. Not a repaint. Yeah. As far as I remember, I don't think that toy was a repaint. I thought they had its own mold. Really? Did it? Okay. I, I watched very a, impressive. Like a and that's why video. Rankin and Bass is no more. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe. Someone wasn't keeping track of, hey, what do you mean you're coming out with a whole new mold? I mean, <laughs> slap some different color paint on that, give him a new name, and let's call it a day. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair to Thundercats versus our conversation about Transformers, it's when they decided to do the second season and introduce new Thundercats, it's not like they slaughtered Lionel. That's true. Oh, my God. They, they weren't like, okay, let's kill all of the original Thundercats and for these new Thundercats. They just added on to their right. roster. Which is a better way to go about that, I'd say. It's also a beautiful show, though. Like, the music is really good, even though there's not enough voice actors. Like, what's there is really good. And some yep. of the art... Especially the, the cutscenes that they reuse with like Lionel uh, holding mm-hmm. the sword and stuff like it's really good. No, I think and the opening is really yeah, it, good too. I, the opening is that's some of the best animation. I mean, I, I know it's the opening, so they probably spent more money, nice, for it, but though. it's really beautiful. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of them have like clips and stuff or aren't as good. The the opening I think really set the tone for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So just kind of going back to like the sort of omens um, and the, the thing that happens in every episode, even sometimes I think it doesn't need to happen, but it happens when Lionel summons them with the sword, which I think happens every episode. You guys can correct me since you really I think it does series, happen every episode. Think, uh, yeah. For, even if I, even if I think Lionel's got the, got it, somehow he calls everybody. Half the time they get there and he's um, done anyway. And they're like, Oh, hi. <laughs> I mean, that's a double edged thing too. You're like calling out that you need help. And then everyone who's a villain can see that. Like, True. I, I, it's like kind of, maybe they should have just had a radio. I don't know. Maybe. 
do are the Thundercats compelled to come, or they come because their leader is in trouble? I never understood. Like, does the sword like saying they they have to drop whatever they're doing, I jump in the thunder attack, and I go? I don't think it makes them come, but they do does. do that though. They do drop everything and then leave. Yeah, well, their eyes and then ears for Linkso glow. Um, yeah, and like the power of the Thundercats is somehow in some way linked to the Eye of Thundera and in some mystic manner. Uh, maybe they know it's in their best interest to to go help that. <laughs> what was the deal when he used a sword and like both sent up the symbol, which I call like the Thundercats bat bat signal? signal. Yeah, That's yeah. Like what it is, but also like what was with like the puma that came out of it too? So the puma only happened in I think one episode, right at the the last episode where it comes okay. out and does stuff. Normally, it would just go up in the and on the clouds or whatever. Or through a mountain, or wherever it needed to go. <laughs> but I think I think it's only the last episode where the the puma comes out and like is a screen wipe for the it fixing everything on uh, Thundera. Yeah, the the last two episodes are really weird. I mean, it feels like they were told maybe the day before because I mean they have <laughs> a bounty hunter show up in a circus train, uh, somehow manages to round up every single bad guy ever immediately except for Mumra and Mamut, yeah. and then you know. Now that we're done, the ancient spirits of are like, "Oh shit, Mumra, you got a day," and they're like, yeah. oh, "We're not kidding around. We're gonna throw your mutt into like the ether, uh, you know, Superman style with the glass where he's imprisoned and thrown into nothingness." And then Mumra's like, oh, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they had a finale. That's true, right? It, it, it is a distinctive end, which is nice. I did. I wasn't aware that they uh, they had. I, I I couldn't remember if they it was a distinct end or just kind of faded out. But it's nice that they had that. It, it was it was funny rewatching that ending. I, I I couldn't help but realize it, it was very. Here's another way it was '80s it, that that really contrasts to today in terms of messaging in TV shows. It was a super pro environmental message. At oh, the end so of many different episodes were super environmental, which is mm-hmm. great. The micro one with the little people where they're like yeah. stepping on them by accident. Oh that, yeah, oh, that was that was amazing. Which I think was revisited in the 2011 series. With the little people who experience time different. Yes, yeah, the the like petal flower people. Yeah, but the environmental message was like really on point. I, I mean, it it shows that they had, uh, I think they had a psychologist or a child, whatever, actually overview the script for every episode, and I, I think it shows. I, I can't think of any other show that was like as moral based i don't think like the the transformers uh, oh yeah transformers definitely had a moral episode it was the one where the girl falls in love with paraglide and then he smacks her in the face and <laughs> still loves him it's fine oh when God. a 20 foot robot smacks a woman in the face who's made wow. of flesh and blood right we're getting yeah. off topic here we're getting off oh topic. sorry my bad my bad <laughs> there needs to be a study of how how kids of the 80s turned out and what their primary shows were. I want to see correlation <laughs> or causation for how 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 we turned out because there's 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 something there's something there uh, with 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 that. But I, I loved I loved the fact that there was that messaging, but it was also unapologetic with it. It was yeah. like, no, we're going to say like we 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 have our things like what 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 we're about, the environment, this and everything else. And Mummer's the opposite end of that. And there was yeah. no there was no like, well, wait a second. Like if, if a show like that is gonna air today, you're gonna get some crazies. You can get some yeah. crazies going, they're trying to indoctrinate them into the conspiracy to save the planet from climate change. You'd be like, hey, apparently that wasn't a thing in the eighties. People were just like, well, we had acid rain. We fought back against it and fixed yeah, it. It went away. Hey. 
And you could do things like that. Now it's like, yeah, no, no, no. Even 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 something like they said, like loyalty or or truth. Be like, but what's truth? Is it really true? And you get into a whole. <laughs> no parents should be going crazy in their letter writing campaigns or their Facebook campaigns, you know, whatever it would be. And you'd be like, yeah, it was it was sort of simpler back then. But there was also a code. To be fair, there, there were codes, and I that they had to sort of uphold at that point for broadcast television. Yes, yeah, it was, there was legislation about it because yeah, yeah. I guess everyone in the 80s was crazy. I mean, they had like satanic panic back then and everything. So I it's I think a, the show is a benefit for that. It, I think it, it worked out well. It's it's a wild time with themes that uh, didn't go. James, I, I wanted to jump into something real quick before I have my mind completely wanders off of it. So I, I was thinking back on my favorite characters. And of course, Mumra, I feel like was, I had the toy little young version of myself couldn't help but notice something about Tigra. Oh, did you think he was gay? I totally think he. I was thought gay. he was gay as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm not the. I, only I one. didn't. I don't know what Is that it the whip? was. It was not. It was just uh, <laughs> as a kid at, at that age. But as it went into syndication, and I was like 10, 11, 12, and you know, figuring some things out for myself. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, there's something different about him and he was you know, born that way <laughs> he, he was born that way but but even the descriptions of him i, I love how like the hilarious i'm like oh my god there, there's a code in there there's totally a code like okay this may be a stretch about him like turning invisible and that can be like being closeted fine but that was a vibe i got but he's described in various like fandom pages as like well he's very neat across multiple websites i was like either they're copying and pasting or like Oh my God, that's that's total because that's like the odd couple queer coding. Totally, that's like the neat one was always like, oh, he's the gay one. He's the gay because he he, he cleans stuff up. Oh, he could garden. The rest of them, could, <laughs> he, he 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 like would restore the garden. So it'd be like, oh oh okay. And then there's like, oh, and he has the whip. Which you look at that whip and you're just like, oh God, yeah. There there's something to that. I mean, swords in the '80s were also highly phallic. I don't know what it was. They were always growing, glowing swords. Why do they all grow? And why were they held by prepubescent mind in the body of an adult who has a sword that grows? Interesting choice. Yeah. Is there to be a fair, John, the, the swords only grow when the holder gets excited. So I don't think it's that phallic. <laughs> it's like, wow, wait a second. But there was Tigra, always like the, the level-headed one, but who couldn't quite be in command, but who's very clearly the second in command. I don't know. In the in the reboot, there's definitely more of that because it's his brother. But uh, in the original, they're pretty devoted to like the status quo of Lino's the chosen one, and we all better yeah. get on board with it. Yeah, but he's really yeah. I mean, mind powers the constant yes. illusion around that. Yeah, but his clan has those powers a apparently. For him to maintain the illusion of who he is. Oh yeah, like a total voice where I'm like. Yeah, there's there's definitely something he's hiding there, but <laughs> I think for some reason the neat part got me right. Just I had, to, I had to start laughing. I was like, wait a second, is that the vibe I was getting the whole time? Can you uh, imagine going to a character meeting and everyone gets handed their sheets of like characters' core values, and Tiger gets his, and it's like neat. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he, you know, apparently, he, he they do like refer to his integrity a whole lot. So it's like, hmm. I guess his job was to like keep everybody on point. It's like, hey, wait a second. Lino, you're going a little off script because you're actually sort of an idiot half the time. So, I mean, he's mentally 12 for the first, yeah, yeah like half. Yeah. Of the 
doesn't he, doesn't he have to like yeah the anointment trials which i thought was uh i liked that series it it, it yes. made a lot of sense uh he has to to remind people he has to overcome all the other thundercats without the sword to show that he's worthy of being the lord of like i don't know what happens if he fails it's a nice little cross-training episode because he has to do a little bit of what everybody else does. Yeah, I, and it shows that he's actually competent and, you know, it's not representational government, but he's fit to lead. He has to outrun Chitara and yes. he, he, he goes about it smartly. He, they're like, he takes a shortcut. He realizes it's not about speed. It's about endurance and actually wins. I, I thought those were like really great foundational character episodes. For, I also for like at the end of the race, he's talking to Chitar and he's like, how did I win? He's, he's still <laughs> amazed that he won. Also, those, the uh, anointment thing started probably on Thundera, which is a much safer planet to do it when you don't have mutants. like villainous groups trying to kill you constantly. And also- Like mutants of Plundar, which I, right. took me until, it took me until I am this many <laughs> Old to realize, oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. I like that the end of the anointment uh, trials where he has to defeat his greatest foe single handedly. <laughs> so he has to defeat Mumra. It, it probably would have been easier on Thundera, where, like, hopefully the greatest foes were like a swimming pool hunger. or something. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, solve hunger or solve poverty, <laughs> something useful for society. <laughs> but, um, I thought it was great that he had to overcome those and, and actually become a, the leader that he's promised to be. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I liked the that whole series. I thought it was a great touch, and again, continuity and character development was a good yeah. was a good chunk of what that was about. But I don't know why. Maybe when we watched it, and I don't know when you guys rewatched it. When I was watching on Hulu, they're not they're not next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? I was checked the air dates, and it or said it was aired that way. So I I don't remember them being separated, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, when I was yeah. Visiting, yeah. so there was there, there was some notes about that about how it was it was screwed up in the airing and they keep it like oh, okay. on Hulu. It's like so yeah, somebody oh, okay. screwed up. It's very it's very like Firefly esque. Like whoops, we don't care about that. yeah, yeah. Right there, the episode titles. Right oh there. yeah, there's like five or six episodes between each one of them, which is kind yep. of crazy. I imagine that they made a mini movie out of it on some VHS somewhere, but probably. All right, so John, you 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 went in this right direction, which is where I wanted to go anyway. Um, but I want to say, like, maybe this show, from what we discussed, I think is pretty progressive in some of the ideas it was trying to do story wise. Yes. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that Tiger was was or is meant to be gay or well, represented. One of the producers, and then also Chitara's voice actress, said that she was very happy to do the voices because Chitara was such a a strong female character who is equal to everyone which wasn't always the case at the time. So yeah, I think that supports the fact that it was pretty progressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess we should go around. We could, uh, John, I don't know if he was your favorite character, but we could talk about our favorite characters because we really haven't talked about the Thundercats well, individually. Sure. Since John John opened up the, the door for diversity, uh, I, I think every child of color who watched the Thundercats just automatically looked at Panther and said, all right, well, he's black. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was music. wondering. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it, it's, 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 I mean, you, you just watch and you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> there are the other Thundercats and then there's the black guy. Uh, but Jack, I'm going to just say something like I, I'm not black, but Panther is my favorite Thundercat. Cool. Also, yes. just to say, he's like, cool. Oh, like, and I, and I don't know if it's because like, I also grew up with martial art mm. movies because black, you know, you know, Panther being black, I was, it didn't cross my mind so much as 
Anthro is cool. He's a combat martial arts, you know, and an engineer. Yeah. And, like, he, like, built everything. Him and the Burbles yeah. basically <laughs> built I mean, I know Ty- Tiger designed it, but him and the Burbles Tiger's built everything Tiger's too neat together. to get his hands dirty. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but, Jack, I cut you off. I'm sorry. You go no, no. It, and, and, He's my and, again, well. it was... Uh, you know, I think to John's point, never actually said, you know, because obviously he's part of like, you know, the uh, Thunderin uh, elites, but, you know, the, the, the bass in the voice and, and just, okay, well, you know, here we go. He's the one who is building everything. Okay, I get it. He's, he's an engineer, but another word for engineer is the mechanic. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, that's, now, I mean, that's out he there. your favorite. Um, you know, not particularly it, it's, it's uh, maybe on one level, it was almost kind of like, eh, is he supposed to be my favorite? Um, but, uh, he, I liked him. I liked him. I liked what he represented. Honestly, I, I think probably Tigra was my favorite because, you know, uh, I, appreciated uh the fact that he was he in many ways reminded me of mr spock um and oh, okay he just had that clarity of of thought and idea. exactly you know very you know methodical he was an architect i had wanted to be an architect when i was younger i mean th- there was just a lot there that i'm like wow you know th- this guy's kind of got it all together well like i said panther is my favorite john you kind of you know talked about tiger but john just to clarify is tiger your favorite or you just wanted to make sort well, of that point I, about I actually I, I, when it came to the toys i liked tiger a lot because i thought it was very cool i like liked the whip the fact that he was sort of like arranged fighter and the invisibility was very cool i remember liking him a lot i just don't remember having a specific favorite outside the typical like kids thing of like everybody wants to be the leader just like right you know, voltron you want you wanted to be the, the the head you you know this you wanted to be you want to be the one with a sword but i remember really liking him and i'm gonna oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna say this looking back i think i think i thought he was the hot one that's fine i mean that's what chitaro was for a lot of i'm not sure how much of that was like me later on or back then i'm right. like yeah they were they, maybe they were coding that in and jack to your to your point about panthro i always got a sense as a kid that he was ostensibly the 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 black one if you will but he but but my relation to him as a character was also i like i saw that and it, and it was, there was something to that you know a, about it because I, I got the sense that they were trying to actually represent different uh, uh they, they were trying to be real diverse in the show even though it was anthropomorphized cats um i always had that vibe and i was like cool this is one but then at the same time panthro his voice and something about the drawing of his face always reminded me of my uncle. <laughs> so I had two direct associations with Panthro. And then for like years after that, for some reason, I always, when I would run into my uncle, I would think in the back of my mind, <laughs> he has like a giant cat tank. Like he must. Because he was, because he dealt, because he was in auto repair. And had a collision. Oh, okay. In my head, like between the voice, the, 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 the face, and the fact that he worked on cars, that there was my little kid, irrational mind, like, he secretly has like some really cool car that can do magic things. Like I, it was just, I was obsessed with it for a while and that was, that was Panthro for me. But yeah, I think they were really trying to do something. Uh, on a, and that was actually very common. I mean, the, the show was, was illustrated in Japan, if, if I'm correct. That, yes, it was. That they paid for. So th- there was a lot of, a lot of shows that had a lot of uh, uh, subtext to them 
that I feel like the animators and the writers in different in different ways were trying to get through. And and I definitely got a vibe from Thundercats. There was more more than well more than meets the eye. Hey, now step on toes there. <laughs> uh, so Kevin, I'm going to obviously save you for save you for last. So Keith, who is your favorite? I mean, Thundercat? it was on when I was you know between five and eight so there was there wasn't a lot of advanced thinking going on there it was like hey was it like, wily cat no get, no not wily you cat should. certainly um <laughs> i i enjoyed chitara being on screen because again as a as a Transformers guy like i was being starved for any females on screen <laughs> um but no panthro was my guy because like i loved i loved machines so like uh, you know transformers was i loved but um the thunder tank was freaking awesome so like he built and maintained the Thunder Tank. He was yeah. the one who got to drive the Thunder Tank primarily. His voice was so much cool. different than anyone else's voice. Yeah, so bassy and so much different than everyone else's voice on the show. And even his theme song, like, they're all good, but um, his has got, like, a little extra something. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I always like Panthera. His theme song and the Thunder Tank theme song yeah. my, are my two personal so good. themes. Of the so good. <laughs> they are so good. Yes, yes, they are. Um and also, just to, the Thunder Tank also seemed like it gained extra abilities oh, as the show went on. Also, yeah. <laughs> like, like like the Sword of Omens, at some point it became a submarine. Yeah. I was like it can do this as yeah. well. well. I like whenever they're near like a mountain and they're supposed to like go around something. Panther just go like, through it. Panther's like, yeah, no problem. And then he just plows through the mountain with the Thunder <laughs> Tank. <laughs> what was the outtake? What was the outtake that we? I remember twenty years ago when we were all like the blasted Samo flange. Right, yes, right. The Samo flange. They did that in the reboot too. Oh Lyra. really? That's great. Yeah. Like, what was yeah. the Like, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, he, he cursed." It's like, well, an outtake, he certainly did. <laughs> and also, just to go back to the impossible things, I think when it was underwater and they had to leave the Thunder Tank to go underwater, one, I don't think they had any breathing no. apparatus. Or in space, they don't have to. They don't care about space either. I mean, it's really handy that you don't have to breathe. So yeah, and they can leave the Thunder Tank without water going into the Thunder Tank. <laughs> oh, I never no, thought about that. No, like... It's uh, positively charged in there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when you have a mystic sword, why not just ask it to do that? <laughs> exactly. You know, in for a penny, in for a pound. I mean, you just reach a point where it's just like, just keep going. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin, your favorite Thundercat. Um, so my favorite Thundercat was, I would, it was, I, I'm basic. It was Lino. Um, he had the sword. Ooh. I know, I know, I know. But um, I, you know, I never thought you were sheeple. <laughs> but but uh, secretly snarf. Jaga was super influential, and then when they introduced the new people, I really liked Linkso. Uh, I thought his different abilities with the Braille board, which I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't know. I thought those were cool. Uh, of the original cast, uh, it was like Lino and then Panthro. And Chitara was its own category. Uh, <laughs> she makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was uh, Chilla as. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, lunatic. Started yes. early for Kevin. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, women. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was. It was in the mutants. Uh, Vulture Man was my favorite because he was kind of go off and do his own thing, and was a scientist and crazy and would blow up things at a whim. <laughs> I don't know who you, if you guys had a favorite lunatic or mutant. Did... Well, th just with the this, I do. We should get into that too. Sure. But I just want to ask, like, I was talking about this with Jack as well. Like, how many mutants seem to appear? Like, it, when they crash landed on Third Earth, how many mutants were in exactly. that ship? Because, like, first, 
First, it was like just the original yeah, three. Just the three, and then the then then like episode six or seven, Vultureman shows up. I'm like, okay, Vultureman, I guess, was there. And then at some point, they have more mutants working in you know Castle Plundar. Could we so. assume that those ships that were attacking the original convoy maybe arrived late? Yeah. Uh, we will, I guess we'll have to go with that. That that's show. That's enough or show. Like yeah, yeah. I'll elsewhere go with that. or something. I mean, a lot of walk over. I don't know. If you could have all the like the Thundarians, the three Thundarians on that one remote island with the burbles, and the Sword of Omens never told anyone about that. Uh, maybe the mutants were all in different places and had to scatter to, to come together. Question: Because whenever there's a Thundercat, quote unquote, in danger, the sword would glow. But they weren't technically Thundercats yet. So it was just like, oh, they're they're the peasants. I'm not bothering with that. Worker class. Is that sort of like um, not all Gallifreyans yes. are Time Lords, but all Time oh, Lords excellent. are Gallifreyans? Yes, I think it's exactly that. Yeah. Favorite, I, yeah, favorite mutants. I don't know. Well, who, can, we'll start with you this time, Kevin. Who is your favorite mutant? If you say Vulture Man, it Vulture was Man, Vulture right? Man. I, I've always liked science and um, engineering, and I guess crazy people. And he's the the perfect <laughs> confluence of all that. And he would also pair up with like Vitaro sometimes. And he was more of a free agent, which I liked. Like Slide Monkey and Jackal Man were okay, but like yeah, it was Vulture Man for me. Uh, Jack, favorite. I mean, mutant. you, you got to go with Monkey in because I mean he's just like. Ugh. I mean, I mean he's just like the, he is the precursor to an <laughs> MMA bruiser, and, and James, I know you'd appreciate that. I mean, if you hands down, pound for pound, that's the one who you know you want in a fight. I mean, let's just keep it real. He'll rip your face off. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, he's also the only mutant what Mummer pulled aside and offered him oh, a special that's true. Like, offer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John, did you have a favorite mutant? I don't remember their names. <laughs> I mean, wow. one's a monkey, and he's a monkey, and one's a jackal, and he's jackal man. And then you have Slide. It's, I think it's spelled S-S-S-S-S, Slide. <laughs> I remember thinking the mutants were really lame compared to Mumra. I was like, why are yeah. we doing They're like, lackeys, yeah. They had the other ones like Driller and... Uh, let's, let's, let's not Ritaro forget Ritaro. Stuff, yeah, but... exactly. Ritaro was cool. And his well, ancestor had the sort of Blundar, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, true. Yeah, Ritaro was cool. He always... And they had that little tension between him and Sly. Yeah, yeah. He's Ritaro. like, I'm in charge now. And Sly's so like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Keith, who's your favorite mutant? Um, yeah, much like John. I, I mean, I know their names, but uh, <laughs> I can't say I cared a lot about the mutants. But I, I, I did not like Monkey, and only because he was, he was fine as a character. But like every time he talked, it was just like this is just a crappy tiger. Like it's so obvious. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't hate Jackalman just because like he was a complete idiot. But every once in a while, he'd like fall into doing something not terrible. And there was the one time where he went off on his own. Uh, and he teamed up with, I think, Driller and somebody else. Yes. Gave them, like, a crossbow or something. I don't even know yeah. who the other person was. But, like... He became were... his own general. Yeah, yeah. He's like, General Jacko, man. And then, yeah. sadly, between the three of them, they actually almost defeated the Thundercats for a hot minute. And then, like, you know, the show was like, yeah, no, you're Jacko, man. So it will smack you right back down. And then he had to go back to Castle Plundar and, like, beg the other mutants to let yeah. him back in. And they kicked his shoes off and made him go get his shoes it was the weirdest oh i don't remember that <laughs> it, was, it was right at the end of the episode and okay. somebody was watching it they were watching it through the sword of omens and they just started laughing at jackalman because the other mutants like kicked his shoes oh, off yeah. it's really bizarre but yeah i guess and, i guess so. am i remembering that there is a hint that monkey and, and one of the warrior maidens were like 
Yeah, yeah, he got close he with was, one of them. Was it Willa or the Willa? other one? I think it was Willa, maybe. Okay, yeah. And it was like, I mean, they have trees. Because he told him stuff. Yeah, they have trees in common, and maybe that's... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> I, he's the only one at game, though. No, no one else... Uh... Again, I'm telling you, okay? Good point. <laughs> Much, much like you know, John and Keith, I don't, I don't really think I had a favorite mutant. They were sort of lackeys to me. Um, but I would probably, yeah. I mean, I probably liked Slive the least. He was least, you know, my least favorite mutant. The other ones I, I, I thought were more interesting than Slive because he always just seemed to know. Well, Slive was like the most underhanded too. The other two were like good-natured idiots, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Slive, Slive was almost in it like Mumra yeah. just yeah. to be evil. Like he, I mean, whatever served Slive is what he was going to do and. That was usually his self-interest, so he was in it for slides. So I, the other ones, like you said, good-natured. Yeah, but Vulture Man was uh, definitely different. Like he was pretty smart, but also not as mean as Slide. Vulture Man seemed to have his own plans and, and tried to execute mm-hmm. him the best he could, unless it stepped on Mummy's right. toes or Slide's toes, <laughs> and then and then he was smacked down. So, um, so with the remaining time we have in the podcast, we we'll probably talk about and the rest, <laughs> like like Wiley Wiley Cat, Wiley Cat, and Ugh, all the other Wiley guest Cat. stars. We could do a half an hour on Wiley Cat. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about the last. We, what about Mummy Anna? about that that was weird (laughs) well i like that so she prays to the ancient spirits of good but mummers defeated her many times which implies (laughs) that evil is more powerful than good in this universe which explains a whole bunch of like weird well as the great Spaceballs said evil will win because good (laughs) is dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, how many times did Lionel rescue a villain after like, he rescued? He rescued Mumra kind of all to his he death. Res- yeah, like, he rescued Mumra from the Book of Omens. So dumb. Also, like Lionel needed to be reminded to use the sword. Jaga had to appear and be like, "Lionel, use the sword. <laughs> use that one thing you have." Lionel should like have a memento style tattoo telling him to use the freaking sword. Also, did they ever clear up that that? Did the other Thundercats realize that he's talking to Jaga? Yes, because sometimes they, they don't see him. Yeah. They're just like because somebody asked, like, who who is your friend talking to? And they're like, no, no, yeah, no, it's, it's just a space ghost. When it's Captain fine. Shriner, uh, he's like, oh, your friend talks to himself, and they're like, oh, Jaga, <laughs> yeah, this is talking to Jaga. But they don't see Jaga, right? No. Only I think Lionel the only time they see Jaga is when he fights Groon, who is an amazing character. <laughs> Yes, I was about to get to Grun because I I think Grun was Grun only in that one. He was in a couple because I he liked, was in a couple. Oh, is he? Okay, because uh, what I liked is going back to figures. John Grun was a great figure. Like I just remember the Grun the Destroyer figure um, mm. with not remembering his episode, but so well. But the Grun the Destroyer figure I thought was cool. But I think he's like one of the best other villains. Yeah. That yes, absolutely. He, and he's also like an evil Thundarian, which is like mm. it's an interesting take on that who hates Jaga for whatever reason. Yeah. I think he was cool. I didn't know they made a toy of him. That's cool. Yeah. He was like one of the original, uh, I think the original. Oh, okay. Match. I mean, I forget, I forget what, again, which video I watched, but they like, I know they obviously Thundercats was made to sell toys well, as well. There's dispute but... about that. Uh, not, a, not as obviously as transformers though. Well, or, or yeah. Well, I was just going to say like they, the, in the video, they said that the writers, or whoever, as they were making the show, they would give the, the design yes. to the toy company, but they basically made the right. show not to sell the figures. That's why a lot of the figures that were made were right, just like one-offs. Like Mandor. The, the Wolverine first, yeah, Mandor, the Wolverine man, Hachiman, they, they didn't really come back that often, but they all got figures just because they were like, okay, yeah, the flow was <laughs> from the writers to the toy people and not the other way around, which I would argue like- Foolish. Transformers did it the other way. 
Um, the good way. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Time for new toys. Kill them all. <laughs> I didn't have many of the toys, but I thought they were pretty great. Their battlematic action and the light up eyes. None of my other toys had that. And then James, I don't know if you remember. At one point, you got me Jaga, and you made a little coffin for him, and that was like one of the oh, most yes. special gifts you've ever like I've ever gotten. So, I. I mean to be full for transparency. I we I it was me and like uh, I think Keith. You we chipped oh, in okay. for Jaga, so I don't want to take. Yeah, all but the I didn't credit. make anything. I you can take all the credit. All the credit. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to take all the you know. I think we all chipped I mean, in for it, but yes, yeah, so I'll I will take credit. I take credit for the Thunder area. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it was. It, but I won't so. I don't want to be like George Costanza here, and it was a big salad. But, um. <laughs> yeah, James, but the Thundarian Undertaker. <laughs> the, the toys yeah. were cool, and they were bigger than all of, like my GI Joes or whatever. Um, I didn't have a lot of them. Their scale was their scale was great, and I just like to go to the, like, like the level of obscurity. I mean, I didn't have I had like the main cast and crew, which was very nice. My parents got me the main cast and crew, but I know they made a toy of Mongar yeah. also. Like I was like when I was looking online, like holy crap, they made Mongar and they made that weird bird like chicken monster that came out of the water i'm like holy what Why? are they making this, this this i have no idea but again it's it's the writers right. gave the i guess the toy company like here make these things and and uh, we'll keep writing episodes that have nothing to do with that. <laughs> did anybody have the um, thunder tank because that was obviously the best toy i didn't I oh, oh nice oh wow am i remembering that the the cat slayer had a laser tag type uh thing where you could try to beam at something I don't know. I, I I was very. I'm gonna say my parents were very nice and generous to me, but I did not. And I didn't have okay. Cat's Lair, so I just had. I had the original crew, the original bad guys in the Thunder Tank, which is enough. It's just <laughs> enough fun, you know, like, but I didn't have Cat's Lair, um, and I don't. I don't even know if I ever saw Cat's Lair, aside from like you know like yeah, yeah. YouTube videos now or eBay, but I've never seen one in person, so I, I don't know. But the playsets were always impressive back then. I mean, I think all of the playsets that they made for the the characters from GI yeah, Joe to Thundercats cool. and. And Transformers freaking the thing transformed into a giant <laughs> robot for the most part. Yes. Yeah. And if you were lucky enough to have the aircraft carrier, from I, I was like, lucky you know, enough to have the aircraft carrier. But uh, wow, you know, I, I, it was it was right after my parents' divorce, so uh, balance. Yeah, them try I guess. to buy your love. I mean, <laughs> oh, by, by the way, no, I tell Grayson about that, like just because there was a, a toy store um, in Colorado. Uh, what's the name of it? Um, back to the 80s they actually they have the box i don't and i think they actually may actually have the the aircraft carrier and i said to grace and i was like this was the most opulent toy ever made <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's almost like battle on five and you know you're talking about it you know the the gi joe actually you know uh aircraft carrier there will never be another no one will <laughs> the best hope for a great <laughs> exactly. of, of greed and capitalism you know what i mean it's it's just and he's like wow really and i was just like an actual kind of vehicle a vessel that can hold full-size action figures <laughs> on many different areas including at the scale. planes yeah, yeah. Scale. i mean it's just like so how big was the like if you got upset with your friend and like you want them to go down permanently you hit him with the aircraft carrier <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it was i mean i put this way growing up i knew no one who owned it i mean granted yeah. you know uh we were not necessarily in the rich part of town, but I mean that 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 was just pure wish fulfillment. Uh, I mean that was like make a wish, uh, you know, foundation kind of thing. So because it was impressive, like you said, Jack, it could also it, it was to scale and it could also land the jets that the GI Joes had that they put out at the I time. I mean, whoever came up with that idea is either brilliant or like insane. Um, <laughs> but 
whichever way, I mean, that person lost their job. Because... <laughs> I'm reading, uh, it, it was seven feet, six inches long, Jesus. three feet wide, and three feet tall. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. You could, like, oh sleep in that as a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, yeah. Which is impressive that they did that, and Fortress Maximus even isn't yeah. as big as that. <laughs> no. Right? Did anybody have, like, Mumra's Lair or anything? Because, I, I, honestly, I didn't really know anyone that had Thundercats toys, and I never had any. So, like, they always were kind of cool. No, I always, I always wanted, I like, towards the end, I guess, when I, I, to be perfectly honest, I probably, I can't remember this for sure, but Thundercats was 85. Yeah. I probably switched from Thundercats over to Ninja Turtles. Oh, Turtles oh really? Oh, okay. I don't remember them concurrently. But I remember my last, like, like of toys that I remember actually wanting from that time was I wanted like the the mummy mumra because I thought I actually liked yeah. that look. I thought yeah, that look was like that was the best creepy. Can we talk about how yeah. creepy Mumra is? Always watching the Thundercats through his pool. He doesn't have a lot to do, then, man. And then having like running commentary on it. It was very weird. That's sort of that's sort of like all the neighbors who have the ring cameras and just stand glued to their screens all day oh, long. You know, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> it's ahead of its time. Do you think Momar was watching them all the time? I do. I do indeed. It's most evil, and he's trying mm -hmm. to be the most True. evil. Good point. Well, how often, how many hours in the day is he sleeping? Good point. Good point. But, I mean, if you really, really want to sit back and see, like, the eventual evolution of Mumra is the Ice King from Adventure Time. I mean, <laughs> I, the, the, yes. the personalities are just so overlapping. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cantankerous, angry. You have nothing to do all day, but... Sit around and 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 so and, is Mama the penguin or whatever that yeah. thing was. <laughs> Gunther. Gunther. Uh, well, as the show goes on, Mama gets a little goofier. Yeah, like one he gets a dog, and one of the later episodes he goes, "Oh, goody goody gumdrops." <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing here, and, guys? And, and and Jack, you're 100 right. That's that's very much Ice King Adventure Time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, goody goody gumdrops. <laughs> Maybe at some point they were just like, look at the crap they're getting away with Cobra Commander. Can't we do True. something else with, with Mama? Like, <laughs> Cobra Commander is pretty yeah. goofy at times, too, and pretty off the wall at some point. The amount of times he disguised himself as something and got in the Thundercats, like, lair, they should have code words or something. I, how could you trust any stranger on all of Third Earth? Knowing they just let them walk in all the time. All the time. Oh, you're a burble? Yeah, sure. Come on in. Oh, you're a random Thundercat we didn't know about? Puma? Yeah, okay. Seems likely. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, open to all, right? Yeah. Open to all. <laughs> uh, as, as we come to the, the end of this episode, which which surprisingly seems like we need to do another part of it. We didn't even get to snarf yet. Like, I don't know if we, we, we yeah. did not get to snarf. And, and we barely touched on Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Is there much to touch on, though? Well, I, mean, well, I would like to say on. that uh, Wily Cat sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have surfboards, which is really their only method and, of and getting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can't even surf properly. Wiley <laughs> Kit has to save him on multiple occasions yes, while they're surfing. True. And his big idea one day is let's throw all our pills at once. That's literally his only contribution ever during the entire show. He is a child in defense. <laughs> well, so is Wiley Kit. Uh, yeah, that's I, true. I always thought of it as like, cause they make a mention of Tigra, like his clan has these powers where he can manifest things with his mind and whatnot. So I honestly didn't have a problem too much with the fact that Wily Kit and Wily Cat were really small. I just figured like their clan doesn't grow or something. It was weird though, where one time Panther referred to them as like children or something. I was like, well, but Lion is younger than they are. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but yeah, that, I, I don't like Wily Cat. 
<laughs> oh wait, are they are they not children? Are they like? No, they're, the, I, I'm children. they're they're called the junior okay. members. They're 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 children. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. I, I was like getting lost for a second. Bad job, Thundercats. Like, Bad were job. They, were they just like smaller? cats that i didn't realize they're house cats yeah exactly what i mean before we should wrap up with snarf because obviously he's more heroic than yes justice for snarf definitely (laughs) but i just want to like wrap up with saying like we didn't talk we've talked about chitara but chitara also had she was a little bit she was a little bit like gene gray oh definitely which like when rewatching, i'm like oh like she's like well i wouldn't say a precursor because gene gray was around at that time but they were sort of writing her in that similar direction. Well, her visions hurt her, but they would force her to have them sometimes too, which was a little bizarre. You have to thank Vulture Man for make like weaponizing her sixth sense too in an episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was cool that they again going yeah, to continuity. Definitely. I was surprised that it was something that they evolved. It wasn't like she started off with these powers; she kind of developed them over the course of the series. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. pretty cool, and it's a nice addition to. I mean, she's, you know, all of them are like superpower, but she has super speed and she's psychic. I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And she's good with the bow yes. staff. So like, she's a, she's a very impressive character on her own. So I, I just, I think we, we touched on the top Thundercast, but I don't think we've- Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was super part. competent, which is, is nice. They all had their own little uh, specialties, which is, is cool. But Snarf- yeah, yeah, Snarf, let's get into, let's, let's, let's end things with the, with well, the person what who should is, we call him uh, by his real name? Not giving, you know, I mean- Osberg? Yeah, so, yeah, Osberg. <laughs> he hates it, but I mean, that is, we're calling him by his species. How do you like that, fellow humans? <laughs> hey, he prefers it. He identifies that's as Snarf. Who are we to true. judge? That's that's a good point. He, Snarfer. Yeah. <laughs> Snarfer, I thought would be as annoying rewatching as uh, Scrappy-Doo. Exactly. He, but he, he wasn't as annoying as that. Marginally. <laughs> The voice is rough, though. It is rough. W- was Snarf better than Orko? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'm going to say justice yes for, also. Uh, justice for Orko. Yes. So I, I will say, in, 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 in Masters of the Universe uh, Revelations, they, they He's really, good in that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think they truly... Is that the Kevin Smith one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was good in that, but I, I'm just... If we only take what was written in the 80s, I'm not discounting yeah. Masters of the Universe <laughs> Revelations, but I like that as well. I think if you took Snarf and Orko, I think Snarf was. I think Snarf did more good and did save the day more than. Well, here's Orko. a question: Did Orko ever defeat the main villain? Yeah, did he defeat Skeletor? I'm gonna doubt it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. I cannot think of a time. Again, it's been a long yeah, time since I've lived, so I'm gonna say I do not think so. But fellow listeners, if I'm wrong, <laughs> crucify me in the comments. Or as he does sometimes, Jack will will uh, message me saying, "This is this is the time Orko defeats." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rewatching the series, I was like, "Yeah, um, I mean, his voice is a little annoying, and he is annoying at times." But Snarf is actually a, a, a he has sagely yes. advice. Mm-hmm. He's useful to the team. Saves uh, the day a lot. Mumra, yeah. Saves the day a lot. And if you put all that aside, he freaking cooks and cleans. Oh, that's a good point. So what do you, like. I mean, like, what else does, like, I, I'm, they're not they're not in the kitchen doing anything. Also, so. if you threaten Lionel, like, Snarf goes into absolute yes. fearless mode. There was yeah. there was at least one or two times where they're in Cat's Lair, and Mumra's, like, pretty much about to kill Lionel. Yeah. And Snarf is like, bring it! He's like, you're gonna have to get me first. Like, dude, you're like a three-foot-tall cat with no powers. What are you gonna do? <laughs> That's his nanny powers activating right there. Yeah, exactly. I guess so. Exactly. Rage mode. Did you remember seeing the female Snarf in one of the episodes? 
she has a very human face. That- it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so terrifying. Is, is that when they go to the planet? Uh, the I think or he's remembering. It might be that, or he's remembering about one of the stars. I, I can't remember. I remember he made a comment that, like, oh, I'll get to see, you know, this and female whatever. star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She also uh, knitted him his tail uh, cozy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to keep to keep his tail warm because he got frozen <laughs> at one point. Makes sense. And that was on the planet of the snarfs. Okay. It was. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, got, I I thought that was from the planet of the snarfs. Yeah. Yeah. Snarf is. Yeah. I think of all. I think of all the sidekicks in the. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say all of them because it, it depends. It also depends on what you're consist, consisting of and including the list. Because Snarf is one of the more useful sidekicks of '80s cartoons, but really better than Daniel from uh, Transformers. Oh my god, so much better. Better than Daniel, but if we're but if we really expand that sphere of influence, like Brain from Inspector Gadget is probably the most <laughs> useful true. sidekick. True, of but that's the brains of the operation, like yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think Brain ever directly defeated Doctor. Well, I guess in. Indirectly, he defeated. But Dr. like, Bond Snarf himself, straight so. up became master Snarf-ra. of the ancient spirits of evil. Became Snarfra, even though he can't physically be evil. <laughs> <laughs> and he was jacked. It was like he did roids. He had muscles like rippling sad. everywhere. Oh, and here's the greatest part. And I think it says a lot about his character. He gave up that power. Yeah, they he asked him like, why too. And he's like, "It's just not who I am. I am." A that was a pretty control. amazing and, moment. Yeah, I think giving up unlimited power it says a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. So <laughs> there was one episode that stands out where they're super reckless though. It, I think it was episode I get my notes say 28, but I don't know. It's the one where they, they get um, shrunken and uh, yes. Yes. Snarf, Honey, I shrank the Thundercats. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, rather than bring themselves back to normal size, for some reason, they give snarf the thing and make him huge. And like, he has to save the day. Uh, my notes for this are, is that safe? Do they care? <laughs> <laughs> My notes were uh, Vulture Man builds Wolfrat? Question mark. Connie, I shrank the Thundercats. Yeah, they have some really weird episodes. And, but of course, the sword—you just yell Thundercats ho, and it puts everyone back to normal, no problem. I mean, yeah. Does anyone want to try and like defend Wily Cat, or are we we just putting, <laughs> him as, putting him down as the most useless character? Do you have an effigy of him or something? I burn him daily. <laughs> I, I I feel like you were hurt at some point. He sucks, man. Are, he you sucks. Project- are you projecting? Did you feel like Wily Cat as a child? Are you okay? He sucks. That's all I can say. <laughs> but there's always there's always the ineffective character who the team still loves. I think that's I think that's also meant to appeal to kids to be like, listen, yes. In reality, you're not going to wield the sword. Yeah, true. <laughs> you don't have magic powers. You're going to be trapped on the ride, right? And you'll probably screw things up for the rest of the people in your life on occasion, but we still love you. A message I think that kids need to hear. Well, that, that's fair, but I feel like the Thundercats direct that too often at Snarf when if I was a member of the team, I'd be like, let's talk about Wily Cat. When has he saved us? Oh, wait, never. I'd be like, hey, but wait, but they, they, still, they still love him. Well, so, didn't they have the creepy doll episode with, I think it was Leah or Leia, where Mumra is like, gives her a doll. It, it's when they have refugees. And he's oh, like, don't tell yes. anyone about this. And yes, it's like yes, a Stranger yes. Danger episode. Yeah, she basically smuggles it into uh, into the midst of them. And then, like, he's doing evil as, like, as a little doll. No, it was a mirror wraith who was doing the evil as a little doll. Yeah. And it was like, kids, if, if an adult tells you to keep a secret, don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
it was interesting they used a whole new character instead of using Wiley Cat or Kit. So they want to put that. They want to put true. that on that. That's them. true. <laughs> well, there was another episode where they left because they were tired of being overlooked. But it's like yeah. you're being overlooked because you're useless. <laughs> I don't know. They needed some Panther wow. needed to like. I mean, spank those two, or at least one the of them. The intensity here is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I would have run him over with the Thunder Tank, just saying. Only Wiley Cat, not Wiley Kid, obviously. But you got one girl, you gotta keep you gotta hold on to the other one for sure. It's just you know, it's just a numbers game at that point. That's the part I feel like this would be an episode two of this is also like they're Adam and Eving this whole thing. Like there are only a handful, there aren't even a dozen Thundercats left, and they're like, Yep, we gotta start a whole new civilization here. Oh boy, that that that's gonna be a lot of work. Uh Hey, we don't know what the Robert Burbles sure. can and can't do. Who's true? <laughs> but if they're like cats, you know what? Well, they probably have a lot. They just like, all of a sudden you have a lot of them. You don't know how, where they can go. <laughs> I mean, the, the show kind of, they just like adopted different strays here and there from places. So it's yeah. Really it's true. true. You see, the, the show should have ended with Mumra becoming like a cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, he still exists in the end. They're like, he's kind of not there. And they're like, but, you know, evil still always will be around, and we have to be always vigilant for it. What a message. Like, what a, that's a message we need to hear. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I thought it was pretty pretty good of them. They're not, they didn't overcome it. They're like, evil's going to exist, and as long as evil exists, Mumra exists. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, he was very clear all the time. Be... You cannot defeat me forever. I will be right. around. Well, I think that's like a, I mean, we have to do a part two, but that's like actually a perfect way to wrap up this episode. It's like the final message of the final episode. You have to be vigilant. Uh, Wait, it's not evil will be around forever, so don't bother? Which message are we uh, getting? It's ancient spirits of evil are better than ancient spirits of good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, well, with with that, um, we will do this again yeah. um, because I, w- I would like some time to actually watch season two because uh, I, I seem to have missed that from my entire childhood. So I'd like to watch that. And then maybe we could also talk about the, yeah. the relaunch. The reboot. Oh, yeah, I'll, I need to do a rewatch of that. I, I haven't seen it since it was on somehow, which is what, 13 years ago? Oh, my God. If you like wow. Panthro and you like Mechanical Arms, this is a show for you. Oh, right. Mechanical Arms, yes, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think we definitely have to do it. Yes, so. So, listening audience, uh, thank you for joining us for this deep dive into the classic series Thundercats. But, of course, I could not do this episode with my expert panel of pop culture experts. So, thank you, Jack, for being here. Thundercats, ho! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, John. Well, this is is a pleasure, and it was wild. It was wild, (laughs) yes. Ho, James! (laughs) And, of course... The person I definitely could not do this episode without the, I think, the driving force uh, through this episode. Thank you, Kevin. Hello! Oh, uh, it was a pleasure being here, and I love Thundercats, and everything is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, audience, if you have any thoughts about what we've talked about, hopefully you do. Um, we have the Facebook group, Secret Origins of Mint Condition. You can put your comments and thoughts into the, uh, on, when we make this post. Uh, on Instagram at Secret Origins um, MC, and if you wanted to reach out to us on email at Secret Origins MC at gmail dot com, um, I thank you for listening. And I guess let's see if we can do it. Uh, so on one, we'll do a uh, Thundercats Ho together to sure end this episode. So Thundercats Ho! 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 Ho!